From the lakes of Minnesota To the hills of Tennessee Across the plains of Texas From sea to shining sea From Detroit down to Houston And New York to L.A. Where there's pride in every American heart And it's time we stand and say incredible turnout. There's thousands of people trying to get in. And all of the unbelievable, hardworking patriots who are here tonight at the very first rally of the 2022 election. We're going to take back the House. We're going to take back the Senate. With your help, we are going to defeat the radical Democrats. And we have no choice. You know that, right? We have no choice. And we're going to elect an amazing slate of proud American first Republicans next year. America first. You never used to hear that expression, did you? You hear it plenty now. After just five months, the Biden administration is already a complete and total catastrophe. I told you, crime is surging, murders are soaring, police departments are being gutted, illegal aliens are overrunning their borders. Nobody's ever seen anything like it. Our poor borders, they were so perfect, they were so good. Drug cartels and human traffickers are back in business like they've never been before. They're doing numbers that they've never even thought possible. And just a few short months ago, drugs were way down. Human trafficking was way down. It was all way down. It was All they had to do is go away for a little while. It was beautiful. But the schools, when you take a look at schools and you look at all of the things that happen, left-wing indoctrination camps, Critical race theory is being forced on our military. 
Gas prices are spiking, inflation is skyrocketing, and China, Russia, and Iran are humiliating our country. Joe Biden is destroying our nation right before our very own eyes. The number one priority for everyone who wants to save America is to pour every single ounce of energy you have into winning a gigantic victory in the midterms and in 2024. Together, we will send Joe Biden and the fake news media. There's a lot of people back there. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Do you miss me? They miss me. They miss me. I know. They look at their bad ratings and they're saying, we miss this guy. I said it was going to happen. I was waiting for them to endorse me, actually. I know that was a big step, but they're going down the tubes. Their numbers are very bad. But together, we will send Biden and the media and all of the people that are so bad to our country, big tech tyrants, a message they cannot ever censor, cancel, or ignore. We will take back the House, we will take back the Senate, and we will take back America, and we will do it soon. There is no more dire threat today than the crisis on our southern border, other than perhaps our elections. That's a dire threat, too. That's probably the biggest threat of all, isn't it, huh? What happened in the election, it's a disgrace. But we'll be talking about that, unless you'd rather not have me talk about it. Would you rather talk about it? I had a few. Immediately upon taking office, Joe Biden deliberately and systematically through his people, because I don't think he did it, dismantled America's border defenses, and incited a flood of illegal migrants like this country has never seen. They violated our laws from every single corner of the globe. They were invited in, and we can't do that. We can't afford it. We can't have it. We can't have people coming out of prisons. We have no idea who they are. Illegal border crossings are now up 976% since just a short few months ago. When I left office, we gave the new administration the most secure southern border our country had ever seen, by far. We ended the ridiculous catch and release. You know what that is. You catch them and you release them into our country, a brilliant policy. And they're back at that now. We ended asylum fraud. We built almost 500 miles of very beautiful, very successful wall that was working. And it would have been, oh, thank you. That's a friend of mine, he's a conductor. What a beautiful sound. By the way, I have to say, you know, I have to say, just driving over here was a 30-minute drive from the airport. 
the farms, the houses, the lawns are all beautiful. It looks like you cut your lawns every day. You have no crime, you have no murders, you have no muggings. I said to a couple of the law enforcement people who are phenomenal, by the way, I said, what are the crime stats here? Let me guess, there's not a lot of it. He said, sir, there isn't. But every lawn was so beautiful. Every farm was perfect. The barns were painted. The place is gorgeous. And thank you for letting us win on November 3rd, the great state of Ohio in a record, a record number, a record number. We won a lot of places that people haven't figured out yet, but actually most of them have. We empowered ICE to do their jobs. We worked to cancel down on sanctuary cities. We, we did a number on sanctuary cities. We want to cancel sanctuary cities. Sanctuary cities take care of many, many criminals. They're very dangerous places. Even in California, they really want sanctuary cities out, but for some reason, the politicians don't. Didn't they send out 38 million ballots in California? I wonder what the real vote in California would be. And we crushed the very vicious thugs known as MS-13. Under my administration, when an illegal alien trespassed across our borders, we caught them, we detained them, and we rapidly threw them the hell out of our country, and we did it by the thousands. And once we got the word out, people didn't come. It wasn't really that big a deal. It, people just didn't come. Once he came in, he said, we want everybody to come in. Oh, that was a disaster. You have, by the way, not the numbers they report. Remember, they're fake news. You have millions of people coming into this country. You have millions of people coming into our country. We have no idea who they are. Joe Biden is doing the exact opposite, as we did. His policy is to make illegal immigration as easy as possible, instituting catch and release, ripping apart our asylum agreements, ordering a stop and, like, did you see this? A stop order. Any contractors here? Do you ever get a stop order? We had the biggest stop order the world has ever seen. We stopped finishing the wall. We stopped working on the wall. Now they want to finish the wall, and the contractors are saying, how much are you going to pay us? They have to start all over again. I want to just congratulate those contractors. They're going to make a fortune. They crippled ICE and the Border Patrol. I'll tell you what, Border Patrol, these are incredible people. ICE, they're incredible people. I wouldn't want the job. I wouldn't want it. Most of the people, you have some very tough people in this audience. I can't see anybody that would do that job very well, let me just say. It's a rough job. They run into a pack. They call it a pack. They run into a pack of MS-13, and they start swinging, and they start swinging hard. And in the end, they win. They're tough, they're smart, and you know what? They love our country, and somebody has to do that work. For the last three months, more than anything that you've ever seen, the illegal alien miners have arrived at our border. These are, in many cases, just wonderful kids. And they are coming in at levels that we've never seen, and then they're sent around all over 
this country. All over the country, they're sent. And right now, I just heard for the first time, who would even think it? But I heard for the first time, they're on suicide watch. So many of these young kids, they're on suicide watch. All because of this stupid policy that you've been watching over the last few months. Kids are on suicide watch. Think of that. Biden has violated his constitutional oath, endangered our safety, and look, he surrendered our, our really, if you think of it, no matter how you cover it, sovereignty. What he's done to our nation is unthinkable in a short period of time. And I said that was going to happen. I said it was going to happen. We need a Republican Congress to shut down the lawless Biden agenda. And it is a lawless agenda. We have to defund his reckless immigration policies and restore our nation's southern border to where it was. Thank you very much. Did you ever hear the expression that the vote counter is sometimes much more important than the candidate? Did you ever hear that expression? Think about that, because what happened on November 3rd was a disgrace. On the evening of November 3rd, the election was over, and then all of a sudden, things started closing down all over in certain states, not in other states. Didn't happen in Ohio, but it happened in certain swing states. And we took a massive victory, they did, into something that should never be allowed. Kamala Harris, your vice president, only went to the border yesterday for the one simple reason, because I announced that I was going next week, and I am at the request of Texas Governor Abbott and the Border Patrol. I'm going to the border next week. Oh, if I didn't do that, I don't know if she was ever gonna go. I really don't know if that, was she ever going to go? I don't know. The radical left Democrats, open border fanaticism, call it whatever you want, is also contributing to massive crime. Other countries are emptying their prisons into the United States, you know that, right? They're emptying, they're opening their prisons. Why should they have these killers, these drug dealers, these traffickers? And they traffic in women, by the way, mostly. They traffic in women. Why should they have them? Why should they feed them? Why should they have to watch them? And they're very dangerous. Let's send them to the United States. We'll put them in the caravans and they'll get in because nobody even checks who's coming into our country. It's insanity and it's destroying our country destroying our country. They are, they're murderers and drug dealers, and uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it, what's happening. Just this month, a previously deported illegal alien in Massachusetts with prior charges for murder and many other things gunned down a man in broad daylight 
shooting him viciously and violently as he lay in the street four times. Recently in Louisiana, great place, an illegal alien who entered the country as an unaccompanied minor under Obama was charged with hacking a woman and their 15-year-old sister into very small pieces with a machete and stabbing two other people to death. And right here in Ohio, a twice-deported fugitive, MS-13 gang member, the worst anywhere in the world. And we've taken out thousands and thousands, and now they want to let him come back. He was charged with murder. He was discovered in Galloway after entering our country for a third time, and bad things happened. And, you know, when I came up tonight, I had so many people, they said, could you do us a favor, what? Could you talk the snake? You remember the snake? I used to use it on occasion, not often. Does anybody want to hear the snake? You want to hear it? The snake. The snake. The snake. And this has to do with our border wasn't meant to be for the border. It was meant to be for other reasons. But this has to be really what's happening to our border. And so many people said, please, please, you're going to Ohio. I don't know the fact that I'm going to Ohio, why they want to talk about the snake. But it's because of immigration, and it's because of the borders, and because Ohio sees it far better than most, don't you, huh? You understand what's happening? The snake, on her way to work one morning, down the path along the lake, a tender-hearted woman saw a poor, half-frozen snake. His pretty colored skin had been all frosted with the dew. Poor thing, she cried. I'll take you in, and I'll take care of you to the snake. Take me in, O oh, tender woman. Take me in, for heaven's sake. Take me in, O oh, tender woman, sighed the vicious snake. She wrapped him up, all cozy, in a comforter of silk, and laid him by her fireside with some honey and some milk. She hurried home from work that night, and as soon as she arrived, she found that pretty snake she'd taken in had been fully, fully revived. Take me in, O oh, tender woman, take me in, for heaven's sake. Take me in, O oh, tender woman, sighed that vicious snake. She clutched him to her bosom. You're so beautiful, she cried. But if I hadn't brought you in by now, you truly would have died. She stroked his pretty skin again and kissed him and held him tight. But instead of saying thank you, the snake gave her a vicious bite. Take me in, O oh, tender woman. Take me in, for heaven's sake. Take me in, O oh, tender woman, sighed the vicious snake. I saved you, cried the woman, and you've bitten me, but why? You know your bite is poisonous, and now I'm going to die. Shut up, silly woman said the reptile with a grin. 
You knew damn well I was a snake before you took me in. It's, you know, it's the way it is. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. We're taking in killers. We're taking in all of these horrible people. Good people are coming in, but horrible, horrible people. Again, remember that term. They're emptying their prisons. And, you know, if you were heading those countries, Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, and many others, including Middle Eastern countries, by the way, that's how they come in. Remember the snake. In the Republican Party, we do not believe that violent criminals should be welcomed into our country with open arms. We believe that they should be promptly deported or put behind bars. And that's what I did during my administration at a level that nobody's ever seen. The radical left Democrats are doing everything possible to put your family in grave danger. I don't know if they're doing it out of naivete, or are they doing it because they think it's really good to have all these people coming into our country? But they are putting your family into a very, very bad position, releasing criminal aliens, defunding the police, abolishing cash bail. Look at New York, what's happened to our poor New York. Crime is through the roof. Never been anything like it. Murders through the roof. The police are doing so much, but they're not given authority to do anything more. They want to solve the problem. New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, they have great police forces. They're not allowed to do their job, and now they're all leaving. That's going to be a real problem when they realize we need them to help us, and they're not going to be there any longer. They all try and take away your guns, and that's what they're doing. And if you remember, when I was campaigning against Joe Biden, I said, they're going to take away your guns. Your Second Amendment is under siege. And Chicago, which is the single most dangerous city, large scale, has the strongest gun laws in the country. They even say the strongest gun laws in the world. And yet, people are being shot by the thousands every year, worse than Afghanistan. How about that? Worse than Afghanistan, where, by the way, I started the process. All the troops are coming back home. They couldn't stop the process. 21 years is enough, don't we think? 21 years. They couldn't stop the process. They wanted to, but it was very tough to stop the process when other things were out. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's a shame. 21 years by a government that wouldn't last. The only way they last is if we're there. What are we going to say? We'll stay for another 21 years, then we'll stay for another 50. The whole thing is ridiculous. So we're bringing our troops back home from Iraq. We're bringing the troops back home from Afghanistan. We brought them back home from Syria. Remember the thousands of troops we had on the border with Syria? Remember that? We had thousands of troops between Turkey and Syria. I said, wait a minute. This border's been here for a thousand years plus. We never did anything. Now, why are we doing it? Sir, you can't do it. It'll be war. It'll be war. I said, our troops are in grave danger. You have two armies, and you have our troops in the middle. So I started bringing them home. And then we got down to 54 troops. 
And I said to one of the generals who was a good general, he wasn't a woke general. Do you notice the woke generals we have? This was a real general. I said, we have 54 men from 5,000. We have 54 men on the border. Are they in danger? Said, sir, you have 54 men between two armies. They don't have a chance. They're going to be target practice. I said, get them the hell out. And everybody said, what a terrible thing he did. And you know what? That was three years ago, and nothing happened. They protect their own borders. Pretty amazing, right? Pretty amazing, but you'll never hear that from the fake news. Or many other things that turned out to be right. If you care about the security of your family, if you care about the safety of your community, if you care about law and order, Look, law and order in the great state of Ohio. Now, you do. I met a lot of your law enforcement people outside. They're like incredible people. They're, they're patriots. They're patriots. One of them came out, and I shouldn't say this, but, you know, look, I met so many. But one of them came out, there's tears in his eyes. This guy hasn't cried in a very long time. But just in meeting, because I represent what they want. They want law, and they want order. And that's what you want. That's what this country wants. So you have to deliver massive majorities for Republicans in Congress next year. Have to do it. Right here in Ohio's 16th Congressional District, you have the opportunity to elect an incredible patriot to Congress, who I know very well. He grew up in this area. Believe it or not, he's not a carpetbagger like so many. A lot of them say, sir, I'm running for Congress. Oh, good. How long have you lived there? Well, actually, I moved there last week. I saw an opening. Max Miller. You know Max? Great guy. He loves our country. He loves the people of Ohio. And Max was a trusted aide of mine in the White House. We had great people working for me. We had some real losers, too, by the way. But you know, that can happen when I didn't know too many people. You know, in Washington, I was there 17 times in my life. And all of a sudden, I'm president of the United States. So we made a couple, but do I know the people? Do I know the good ones? I know the good ones. But we had some really great people. And Max was one of them. He did a fantastic job. He helped me with North Korea negotiation. And we did so much for Israel and Iraq and the G7. G20. We brought peace to the Middle East if this guy would finish it. But now he's going back to the Iran deal, which is going to destroy Israel, or there's going to be a big war, more likely. In Congress, Max will be tough on illegal immigration. He will be strong on crime, as strong as you can get. He will stand up to China, and he will protect Ohio jobs just like I did. Remember in Lima, do you remember they were going to close your tank plant? And I was president-elect. I didn't know anything about the tank plant, but I heard through a great gentleman. Did anybody ever hear of a man named Jim Jordan? Huh? A tremendous athlete, tremendous wrestler. All oh, these wrestlers, they wanted to wrestle Jim, and they got their ass kicked every time. He hasn't changed. But Jim told me about, Jim's here, by the way, so I'll, I'll introduce him in a couple of minutes. But, but they wanted to close a tank plant, and I went to see it, Lima. I went to see it, and I couldn't believe it. Big, massive plant. The people that work there were so talented. They have the turrets. 
I mean, the only thing you know about taxes is Dukakis, right? Where he walked with the helmet. He wouldn't have looked good in this tank either. But you know, I see these tanks, and I said to the guys, who's going to make these? This is the only place in the country that made tanks, so I guess that means we're going to have to buy them from China. I said, so who's going to do this if you close this great facility? The talent was incredible. The ball bearings that they made, every single one with love and with care, and that turret, would you could flip it with your finger, practically. It was just incredible technology. I said, who's going to make our tanks? And I, I ended that order. It was a stupid order. I ended it. And we now have that plant working overtime, making tanks and tanks and tanks. And if we didn't, I mean, you wouldn't have a tank. And believe it or not, tanks are very important. Max's opponent is a guy named Anthony Gonzalez, who's bad news. He's a grandstanding rhino, not respected in D.C., who voted for the unhinged, unconstitutional, illegal impeachment witch hunt. The witch hunt. You know, this guy used to call me. And my people in the office would say, do you know somebody named Gonzalez? I said, no. He's a congressman from Ohio. And I said, so what? Well, tell me about him. What's the story? He wants to go to Ohio in Air Force One because I was coming to Ohio. I came to Ohio a lot, okay? I feel very comfortable. I used to work in Ohio. I used to work in Cincinnati, Ohio. I love the Queen City, Cincinnati. But he wanted to know if he could fly on Air Force One. You know, with all the people in Congress, I think he was just about the only guy ever. He heard I was going to Ohio. Could he fly back and forth in Air Force One? I said, I don't know. Who's the guy? I Tell me about him. And I didn't hear much good. But I said, what the hell he's asking? So let him ride. You know, it holds like 400 people. So you put a guy in a seat, right? And I didn't get to know him too well, but I'd see him on the plane. And then I'd see him go back. And then I'd be going three months later, and he'd call again. Could I go to Ohio on Air Force One? I'd put him on the plane, I'd put him back. And the next thing I heard his name, next time, he was impeaching me. He was impeaching me. I don't know. That's, that's not the reason I'm doing this, but I just thought it's a, it's a character trait that was not so good. Not so good. No, he's a, he's a sellout. He's a fake Republican and a disgrace to your state. I will tell you that. And he's not the candidate that you want representing the Republican Party. He's the candidate of Liz Cheney. That's another beauty. Liz Cheney. Mitt Romney. Do you notice? You notice? The Democrats have horrible policy, right? Defund the police, open borders, sanctuary cities, all of the cancel culture. Let's cancel out George Washington. You see that? They're after George Washington now. I said, I did say two years ago, they may go there. If you're not strong, they're going to go there. But he's a candidate. He works. He likes Liz Cheney, Mitt Romney, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden. Earlier this year, Gonzalez voted to grant amnesty to illegal aliens, okay? I thought we were trying to go the opposite way so that we can have our country back and have our borders back. He voted to keep our troops bogged down in Syria, and I got him out. We didn't listen to him too much, not too many people do. And after he voted for impeachment, the Ohio GOP censured Gonzalez and remanded 
remanded him to you know where. But they demanded that he resign and resign immediately. And he's still hanging in there, you know? Every single Republican needs to vote him out of office and nominate and vote for a really great guy, Max Miller, a passion. He's got a passion for this country like you wouldn't believe. Max, come on up and say hello. This is your territory, Max. Max Miller. Let's hear it for the 45th President of the United States, Donald J. Trump! That's right. And come 2024, we're going to get him elected for the third time. That's right. This guy. There is no greater fighter that this country has ever had, and I have never had a greater role model than President Donald J. Trump. Period. For none. I need all of your help to get Rhino, Turncoat Tony, out of office and to help put an America First conservative into office for the 16th district. God bless you all. God bless President Trump. Thank you. Thank you, Max. Great guy. I can tell you he's a great guy. Also with us, another outstanding candidate for Congress. He's right now, I just saw a poll. Max is doing great and he's doing great. And his race is very soon. He's filling his seat. And I think he's gonna win, he's gonna win big. I see there's like 12 candidates and we endorsed him a couple of weeks ago and now he's leading by a lot. And he's a wonderful man, I've known him for a long time. Mike Carey. Mike, where are you, Mike? Where is Mike? Come here, Mike. Come here. Don't keep him long, Mike, but say hello. So August 3rd, right, Mike? August 3rd you're running, right? So that's sooner than Max. Mike, you got to win, Mike. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank all of you. With his endorsement, the America First agenda, we are now leading by double digits. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank all of you, and God bless America. Thank you, Mike. He's doing a fantastic job. He had a tremendous career, and he's now doing this, and uh, he's going to be a big winner. Both of these people, this is what we need. We're also thrilled to be joined by a person who's actually loved. You don't necessarily hear that, but she's loved and respected, and she's tough and smart and kind and kind. And she's got such great common sense. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's a fighter. She's a fighter. And another one, we just mentioned his name, but I'll mention it again. Come up here, Jim Jordan. Come up. Jim Jordan. 
This guy, you are so lucky to have him in Ohio. That's all I can say. Well, thank you, Mr. President. They've already heard from me. They want to hear from you. Mostly what they want is for you to run in 2024 and go back to the White House. Thank you all very much. You know, some of the congressmen and senators, Capitol Hill, they said, you got to see this guy working out. You know, they work out. They're not in good shape. They never were. They were never athletes or anything. And he was a uh, champion, NCAA champ. He was uh, one of the greats. And he works out. And they say, you wouldn't believe this guy. He burns out the machines. The machines are catching. They're like burning out. They're smoking. But, you know, the reason he never wears a jacket, because he's in great shape. Okay? He's in great shape. I say, Jimmy, you ever wear a jacket? No, he feels comfortable this way. Me, I'd rather wear a jacket. Most of you, I think, would rather wear a jacket. But he's a great person. He's tough, and he's smart, and he's uh, incredible. So thank you both. And Marjorie, thank you very much for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you. North Dakota Governor Christine Nome, who's been terrific. Where's Christine? Thank you, Christine. Doing a great job. You know, Christy uh, called me two years ago. She said, sir, do you think we could have fireworks at the magnificent, you know, those magnificent faces? I love those faces. Do you think my face will ever be that or that? They all said he wants it now. Let's leave it the way it is. But she called, could we have fireworks, right? And I said, what's the problem? They won't approve it, the Democrats. They wouldn't approve for years and years and years. I said, is there anything that can burn? No. You know, stone. I said, what's the problem? They just won't give it. So we gave it, and we had a night to remember, right? Remember that? That was something. And the Democrats just announced that they're canceling it for the people of South Dakota. They're canceling it. I, I don't know, you know. They're canceling it. So you have some other alternatives, but nothing could be like those nights, right? Nothing could be like those nights. It was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. And they will not cancel that particular slab that is so beautiful, so incredible. You know, they were talking about, let's take it down. No, they're not going to. They were talking about Thomas Jefferson. They want to take it down. We stopped that. We stopped that. But uh, these people, they're sickos. <laughs> There's no question about it. There's a lot of sickness there. So, Christy, thank you very much for being here. We appreciate it. And we'll get the fireworks back. We'll get those fireworks back. Okay. Great Mount Rushmore. County commissioners, Michelle Hung and David Moore, and my friend JJ and Jan Cafaro. Great people. They're great. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, JJ, for being here. Thank you. Over the years, 
Our movement achieved more than anyone thought possible. There's never been anything like it. We passed record-setting tax cuts, massive regulation cuts, which I think were even more important than tax cuts in terms of the economy. That's what gave us that incredible base that they're destroying slowly, but it, create, it was so strong, it has some momentum. Regulation cuts, again, nobody's ever seen anything and achieved. American energy independence, which by next month will be gone. We'll be buying our oil from the Middle East again, and we'll be buying it from Russia. Remember Russia, Russia, Russia? We ended decades of disastrous trade deals. Withdrawing from the terrible Trans-Pacific Partnership would have destroyed your businesses in Ohio and elsewhere. Replacing the NAFTA catastrophe with the brand new and unbelievably successful. You know why I knew it was good? Because Canada didn't want it. Canada didn't want it. Mexico didn't want it either. President of Mexico, by the way, great person, great man, great guy, doing a good job. But we did the USMCA, defending Ohio steel workers and standing up to China like never before. You wouldn't have a steel industry if I didn't do what we did. You would not have. They were dumping steel all over the place, including making them pay tens of billions of dollars for the privilege of doing business in the USA. They have to pay tens of — they never gave us 10 cents. And now they're paying tens of billions, but Biden wants to end that. You want to see China take off? Take off those tariffs, okay? Take off the taxes that we charge them. When the virus arrived, we produced three vaccines in record time. They said it would take three years to five years. We got it done in less than nine months. Record, record, record time. And we launched the fastest economic recovery anyone has ever seen. We really built the economy twice, if you think about it. We built it twice. We set Joe Biden up so beautifully. All he had to do is go to the beach, Joe. Go to the beach. Would have been so good. Instead, Biden is going to drive our economy and our country into ruin. Biden canceled the American Keystone XL pipeline and its 48,000 jobs for American workers. But he approved the Russian pipeline to Europe. That's great. Remember, they said, oh, Trump isn't tough on Russia, really. I stopped the pipeline to Europe. I sanctioned them all over the place. And I had a good relationship with Putin, but that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. You know, that's not bad. View that as good. And frankly, I had a great relationship also with President Xi of China until we got hit with the virus, and then I couldn't look at him quite the same way, right? You can understand that. And we made a great trade deal that's helping the manufacturers and the farmers like never before. Farmers have never done better because China is living up to that trade deal because they really sort of have to. It's a tough deal. And we got it done, and a lot of people are benefiting. And if you look at North Korea, right? Kim Jong-un, all of a sudden, he's talking not nice. And he was talking very nice. I got along with him. I get along with everybody eventually, eventually. Sometimes it just takes a little bit longer. But, you know, getting along with these people, that's a good thing. Remember, President Obama said, we're going to war with North Korea. He said, it's virtually inevitable. We didn't go to war with North Korea. We didn't go to war. And we don't want to go to war with North Korea. 9,000 miles away, we didn't want to go. 
But we did a good job, and the relationship that I have with him, even to this day, is a very good relationship. And that is a good thing. And there are some I don't like, too. Some of them that take advantage of us that you wouldn't even think. Canada was very tough in the United States in trade for a long time until we came along. Other countries in Europe, you take a look at what they do. We protect them militarily, but they're very, very tough on us in trade. How many Chevrolets are sold in Berlin? I asked. And they said, oh, we don't believe any. I said, that's exactly right. No, no. Countries that you wouldn't think, they take advantage of us like you wouldn't believe. But Biden re-entered the job-killing Paris Climate Accord, which will devastate Ohio oil and gas, devastate and close large numbers of countries. It's, a, it's trillions of dollars of damage is going to be done. I ended it, and I couldn't believe it. I said, this is going to be a tough day. I'm ending because it's such a nice name. The Paris Environmental Accord. How nice is that, right? And I ended it. I said, I'm going to get killed. Everybody loved it when I ended it. Everybody loved it. But we have to pay trillions. He put us immediately back without even negotiating. Just the same horrible deal. You know, China doesn't kick in for many years. Russia doesn't kick in. India doesn't kick in. But we kick in. He's pushing trillions of dollars in new spending and the largest tax hike in history, he's putting onto the American people and American industry. It's going to be devastating. He puts America last. We put America first. It's very simple. Very, very simple. And we rebuilt our military, and we did so much. We did so much. Even right to try. I always mention, you know, many people are being saved with right to try. The FDA is slow as hell. I wouldn't say they love me too much. I push them very hard. But now, if people are dying, they're terminally ill, instead of going to Asia, to Europe, to other countries to try and live, which was not very successful, because we have the greatest doctors, scientists, and labs in the world. Now, if somebody's terminally ill, and we have a cure that we think could be worked out good, but it's going to take four years, five years, they sign a document, and they go and they take this new medication, whatever it may be. And it's been unbelievably successful. They've been trying to get it approved for 45 years. We got it approved. But many, many things, what we've done for the vets, we had a 92% approval rating with the vets. 92%. Nobody's ever had a rating like that. We turned it all around. Under our administration, America was respected again. We were respected by other countries. You don't have these things that we already talked about. You wouldn't have had them go on if the election were not rigged. You wouldn't have that happening. They wouldn't be shooting thousands of missiles into Israel and all of the other things that we talk about, and many that we're not going to talk about because we don't have three nights. We have one beautiful night. It's windy as hell up here, I will tell you that, but it's beautiful. I brought this hat along just in case here. Just in case. I brought a jet, but it is windy as hell up here. We stood up to the enemies of America. We withdrew from the Iran nuclear deal, which was tremendous. Remember all the money, $150 billion and $1.8 billion in cash. $1.8 billion. Think of that crazy deal. And now he wants to make it again. We would have had a deal done with Iran in one week, had the election not been rigged and stolen. One week.
It would have been done. And other things would have been done, too. We were set up so beautifully, and now all of it's going down the tubes because they don't know what the hell they're doing. We wiped out ISIS. Remember that? ISIS, remember? ISIS was taking over all over the Middle East. With the real generals, the real generals, we wiped out ISIS. We knocked them out. We killed al-Baghdadi, the founder of ISIS, who was trying to build it again. And Qasim Soleimani, gone. He is the father of the roadside bomb that killed so many of our soldiers. He's gone. He's gone. He was killed. We fully rebuilt the United States military, created Space Force. Everybody laughed. Everybody laughed. Remember when uh, the press secretary with the extremely red hair, remember when she said, she laughed at when Space Force was mentioned. She laughed, remember that? And she got decimated by everybody when she laughed because we need Space Force. You know, Russia's up there, big league, and China's up there, big league, and we were just sitting around watching them. And now we have overtaken them in space. It's great, it's great, already, during my term. But they'll blow that. And we got our allies to pay their fair share when it came to our defending them and NATO. I got $430 billion from them. They weren't paying. I said to other countries, nice countries, but why should they pay if we're not asking? I said, you're delinquent, like a real estate deal. You're delinquent. They said, would you leave if we don't pay? I said, yes, because I have to say that. If I said no, they're not going to pay, right? We got $430 billion. We were paying, in my opinion, close to 100% of the defense of European nations who, excuse the language, screw us on trade. So they take advantage of us on trade, and we defend them for nothing. And in the case of Germany, Germany pays Russia billions and billions of dollars for the pipeline, and yet, we defend them against Russia. I said to Angela, who I like a lot, actually. I get along with her actually good. I got along with her very good, but she's tough and she's smart and she takes advantage of the United States. I said, so Angela, we defend you from a country that you're giving billions and billions of dollars to a month. How does that work, Angela? And she just smiled. She just smiled. She knows. We recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. And at the same time, recognize Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. They were working on that for 54 years. And we made historic peace deals in the Middle East that nobody thought were even possible. And frankly, if we were there, I think we'd have it totally wrapped up. But I don't see any signs of progress with these people. In fact, they want to go back to negotiating with Iran. It's just not even believable. But now Joe Biden is squandering all of this hard-earned respect that we have or had, bowing down to America's enemies and embarrassing our country on the world stage. You saw that. It was an embarrassment. And yet the fake news said, he reminded me of FDR. I'll never, I'll never forget it. I watched, I watched the Semi-State of the Union was sort of a weird State of the Union. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi had the single largest mask I've ever seen on a human being. It's true. It's the biggest. She had a mask that went up to here. 
I don't know if it was three masks or one, but it was the biggest, the biggest mask I've ever seen. But I'll never forget, I watched, and I said, that's sad. I said, he's going to be killed by the media. Then I turned on to fake news CNN and MSDNC, and they said, Fox hasn't been so great either, have they? Huh? And they said, I thought he was just going to get des It was a terrible evening. And honestly, if I do a bad speech, I'll tell you it was a bad, I, that's okay. But I don't do bad speeches, do I? Do I? I don't think so. No. Actually, my best speeches, I get the best reviews when I don't use these suckers, you know, they're too easy. Especially when they're blowing in the wind. Great job, fellas, by the way. You really made a nice. I got this teleprompter that's waving like the American flag, proudly. Great job. Great. Sometimes you have no choice to just wing it. You have to wing it because you have a teleprompter that's moving so rapidly. But, you know, I watched his speech that he made, and I said, man, he's going to get just decimated. This thing is a disaster. And I turned on to a couple of the competing networks, call them, and they're saying, not since FDR has there been a speech like this. You know, FDR was, I thought he had a magnificent presence, right? He, had a, he would sit up there, and his voice was beautiful and booming and elegant. And you remember so many of his phrases, right? The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. It was said so beautiful. Think of that, the way it was said. You always remember it. You can't forget it. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Okay. And they were comparing Biden to FDR. They are fake. They are so fake and so pathetic. And there's so many of them up there. There's so many of them. And they're hurting our country very badly. Honestly, they're hurting our country because they're not real. They're not real. Thank you. Thank you very much. Are we having a good time, by the way? You know, the subject matter is somewhat depressing, in all fairness, because what happened to us on November 3rd should never, ever happen again, should never be allowed to happen again. Biden and the Democrats are weak on China, weak on Iran, weak on trade, weak on the economy, and weak on everything else, except for weaponizing law enforcement to go after Republicans, right? That's the only thing they're strong on. Shortly after taking office, Joe Biden, even canceled the U.S. government investigation into the origins of the virus in a China lab. Do you remember when I said it comes out of Wuhan, it comes out of the lab? They went crazy. Now they're saying, most likely it came out of the Wuhan lab. Unlike Biden, I believe that China owes the world and the United States trillions and trillions of dollars, and they have to pay. They have to pay. And as you can see, and you've seen over the last three weeks, the media and the Democrats are now admitting that I was right about everything. You know, the election's over. Now, we won the election anyway, but the election's over, so they don't care. They don't care. 
Now they're saying, well, you know, he was right about these things. That's all right. Big deal, right? Big deal. They lied about so many things before the election. And it's not only what they said, it's also what they didn't say. Like Hunter. Remember, where's Hunter? Where's Hunter? The virus came from a Chinese lab. Hydroxychloroquine actually works. Remember? Remember? Now, I made a mistake on hydroxy. I should have said, hydroxychloroquine is a disaster. Please do not use it, they would have said. Instead, I said, it works. And now reports are coming out that it works. They probably destroyed a lot of lives. Hunter Biden's laptop was real. That was an easy one, wasn't it? Lafayette Square was not cleared for a photo op. It wasn't. You know, they tried to burn down the church the day before. We got lucky to stop them. They tried. The basement was on fire. The Russian bounty story was a total fake by these guys. Look, the cameras are starting to go off. Oh, the cameras are going off. I better speak fast. Those cameras are going off. They don't like this. They don't like this speech. You know, you have the nice red light at the beginning of the camera. That thing was lit up. All of a sudden, those suckers are off so fast. Don't worry, they'll go back. You know why they go back? Because they get great ratings when we do these things. They'll go back. They'll wait till this section is over. They don't want to talk about certain things. You know what they especially don't want to talk about? The election of 2020, because it's just too easy, too close to home. The first vaccine was known to be effective before the election. Remember when they wouldn't report that the vaccine was effective before the election? Right after the election, oh, the big vaccine story it was the greatest thing ever. But before, they wouldn't report it. They wouldn't report it. Blue state lockdowns don't work. They didn't want to talk about it. And our children should be back in school. They don't want to talk about that either. We were also right about Joe Biden and the Democrats' extremism on open borders, on socialism, on taxes, on energy, on the Green New Deal hoax. That's the next hoax, you know? You have the crime of the century, which I consider to be the election of 2020. I consider that, because you look at all the people that are dying on the border, you look at all of the bad things that are happening to our country, I consider it to be the crime of the century. But the Green New Deal is a crime, because it's a total con job. Everybody knew this during the campaign, but the fake news media refused to talk about it because they will say and do anything to destroy our great MAGA movement, which is a movement based on strength and peace and law and order. And above all else, it's a movement based on common sense. It's common sense. There's never been a movement like it. There has never been. You know, over the years, I've seen people, if they did fairly well in a primary 30 years ago, they become stars fairly well. We won the election twice. And it's possible we'll have to win it a third time. It's possible.
You know, a certain reporter said to me, not on our side, this is a very liberal person, but sort of an honest person, said to me, you know, I've been covering elections for a long time, long, long time. I've never seen anything like the election of 2020. You had 58 rallies. The average crowd had to be 25, 30. Look at tonight. I mean, look at this. This is not even election territory, other than you got to get Mike and Max in there, and Max is going to be in a little while longer. Mike, don't forget, August 3rd. But think of it, think of it. He said, I've never seen anything like it, where you'd have a rally some days on one day notice, and you'd have 30, 40, 50,000. Butler, Pennsylvania, 58,000 people on a couple of days, right? And we're up by so much, and then the next day they say, Trump lost Pennsylvania, not possible. Right? Not possible. We had 58,000 people in a beautiful, small community in Pennsylvania show up on a couple of days' notice, right? Showed up. And then they say, like, Biden's coming to town. And they have eight circles, right? And they can't fill them. So they go back and they get the fake news. Could you please stand in a circle? And they get reporters to stand in the And then they say, Trump lost Pennsylvania. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think all you have to do is look at every stat, and it's all coming out now, you know? And people are coming forward. People are coming forward like never before. You're seeing what's happening, or you soon will see what's happening. But think of it, 75 million voters. The same reporter said, you know, it was incredible. Whether you're on your side or the other side, we've never seen anything like it. Never seen anything like it. He said, what was the difference between 2016 when you won, and 2020 when you lost. I said, the difference was we did much better the second time. It's true. You know, I was told that we got 63 million votes, right? I was told that if we get 65 by the best pollster, one of the great pollsters, you have a few of them that are really good, but John McLaughlin, he said, sir, if you get 65, meaning if you go up two, now most presidents go down. Obama went down. He went down much lower the second time. He got fewer votes the second time, far fewer. And I understand that. That's the way it works. But we went up 12 million. But I was told if we go up 2 million, we win. We went up 12 million, and we so-called lost. But we didn't lose. We didn't lose. We didn't lose. But I said the big difference is that we did much better the second time. And think of it. 63 million compared to almost 75 million. And don't forget, that's 75 million. What's the real number? With all of the shenanigans, what's the real number? The Socialist Democrats see this better than anyone else. They know exactly what went on, and they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about it. You know, it's interesting. Hillary Clinton can complain about the election. By the way, she is the single most unhappy person in the United States because she said, why didn't you do that for me? Why didn't you create votes for me? Because she said, I was much closer. Bad things, bad, bad things. Why didn't you create her for Hillary Clinton? I do ask that question. Actually, the truth is, we got them by surprise in 2016. And in 2020, they planned for four years. They said, this is not going to happen again. 
They planned it out. Earlier this year, the Biden administration issued new rules pushing twisted critical race theory into classrooms across the nation and also into our military. Our generals and our admirals are now focused more on this nonsense than they are on our enemies. You see these generals lately on television? They, they are woke. They're woke. Our military will be incapable of fighting and incapable of taking orders. You're going to tell some private, private, stand up. You stand up right now. I'm not standing up. You can't talk to me that way, General. We're going to have a whole different ballgame here. I don't know how they're going to work that out. The, the private's going to tell the general, don't you ever speak to me that way, General. I'll kick your ass. That's our military. That's where we're going. Woke. I know some of these guys. Boy, they changed quickly. They went right over to the other side. I heard that about a couple of them. The military brass have become weak and ineffective leaders, and our enemies are watching and they're laughing. We need a Republican Congress to ban critical race theory. You know, I had it banned through executive order. And it was fine. And then when we didn't get in, they immediately reinstituted it. But it was all gone. But they have to get it out of our schools, and they have to ban it in our workplaces, and ban it in our states, and ban it in federal agencies, and ban it in our military, maybe most importantly. In addition, if government-run schools are going to teach children to hate our country, and racism, 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 Parents must be given the power to opt out of the horrible, horrible schools. They're being forced to send their kids to these schools. And we have to provide school choice. And we were a long way to getting it. The radical left is trying to rip our nation apart. And there is no depth to which they will not sink. You've seen it. You've seen it. And you've seen it strongly. Just can't have it. There's no better example than the election that we talk about and talk about so proudly because we did so well. The 2020 presidential election was rigged. We won the election in a landslide. You know it. I know it. And you know who else knows it? The fake news knows it. Democrats and their allies in big tech and in the fake news media viciously did everything possible to deny our victory and to delay the count till they could figure out how many votes were needed to drag Joe Biden across the finish line. You know that. Now they censor, conceal, and smear you. If you look into the election today, you know, I saw the other day where they were saying, we are going to look into the election. I said, that's great. No, they're not looking into that. They're looking into the people that want the truth. They're not looking into the election. The election was the lie. That was the big lie. You know, they talk about the big lie. They always say, while it is totally disproven, you know, every sentence, like every sentence they say, well, it's a, no, it's totally disproven in the opposite way. But the big lie is what took place on the evening and the morning, November 3rd, November 4th, November 5th. And they know it, and they don't want to talk about it. You ever notice, though, I was going to say, so Hillary Clinton's allowed to talk about it, right? Stacey Abrams, she said she won for governor. By the way, we might have been better if she did win for governor of Georgia, if you want to know the truth. 
We might have had a better governor if she did win. But Stacey Abrams goes around saying she won the election. Nobody says anything. Hillary Clinton says she won the election. Nobody says anything. I say we won the election. That's terrible. That's terrible. Isn't it a, isn't it a terrible situation? All these geniuses are running for office, and they're doing good, and we're going to introduce them in a couple of seconds, and we're having a good time, and we'll just keep it going. Should we keep it going or get the hell out of here? For the first time in history, they mass mail tens of millions of absentee ballots and ballot applications to every person on the rolls, dead or alive, legal or illegal, resident or non-resident of our country. They installed millions of dollars worth of illegal unmanned drop boxes. How about these drop boxes where they were 96% for Joe Biden? The vote was 96 for Biden, and some of them showed up very, very late. They say, where are they? Oh, they come the next day. 96% for Biden. And you know, I was told that you can give $5,600, but Zuckerberg gave $500 million to all of this stuff. Now, that's legal, right? That's legal? I don't think so. And the whole lockbox scam, that's another thing. That's just one of many things they did. In fact, what happened here is what the State Department used to criticize in communist countries. Illegal use of absentee ballots. They went after them very strongly. Opposition observers ejected. They would take the opposition observers like they did in Detroit. And they did in Atlanta. And they did in Philadelphia, where you had more votes than you had voters. Other than that, it was a very good election. But you had more votes than you had voters. Other than that, it was wonderful. But they did a North Korean-style turnout. This is what they talked about. Illegally altered vote tabulation data. All of these things, this is what they used to talk about. These things happened, they said, in Ukraine. And 2004. Now, to a large extent, they happen here. We'll prove it. We'll be out there fighting. You have incredible American patriots. You have incredible American patriots. You know, I saw one here. I didn't even know he was coming. Where is Mike? The pillow man. Where is he? I saw him. Mike Lindell. You know, it's, uh, it's amazing. He's out there fighting. He is a patriot, and he's got people fighting with him. They are really patriots. And you know, I think on behalf, look at the crowd, they're going up. I'm not sure that even Jim got as big a hand as you, okay? But they're going up. Look at this crowd going as far as the eye can see, and they're all giving you a standing ovation. So we appreciate it, Mike. We appreciate it. But there's mountains, there's Mike, but as many, many people will tell you, including the gentleman that spoke before you this evening, I understand there's just mountains of evidence, including on camera in the middle of the night when ballots were pulled from under the tables, you saw that? After Republican poll watchers were kicked the hell out of the counting rooms, you saw that with the woman with the tables? They said, there's a massive, there is a massive water main leak. 
Everybody leave. They all ran out for their lives. They ran out so fast. And then this group of people came in and they started stuffing the ballot boxes. That's all it was. It's a terrible thing. That was in Georgia, where they said everything was so wonderful. And by the way, now they're saying they're going to delete over 100,000 names. I said, why the hell didn't you delete them before the election, not after the election? Why didn't they do that? Why didn't they do it before the election? Ballots were wheeled in through back doors and swing states days after the election. They had no idea that we were going to win by this much. You know, they thought it was going to be a close election. And then all of a sudden, they see these massive numbers in Pennsylvania. I hear now that Wisconsin is looking very, very seriously. And I respect Wisconsin so much. It's a great state. They're looking very seriously. Pennsylvania is really starting to take this very seriously. And Michigan is not, I don't tell you, you can't get you can't get those uh, Republicans. Some are great, by the way, but Michigan is uh, not doing the job. They're right by you. You know, how do you win? How do you win Ohio by so much record numbers and lose Michigan? There's one way I can tell you. There's one way. But the rhinos in Michigan Senate are not doing anything, so I think the people are really starting to push them very strongly. But I want to thank Pennsylvania. I want to thank Wisconsin. They're really starting to move, and they don't like what they're seeing. In Montana, over 6% of a certain county's mail-in ballots are missing evidence to prove that if they were legitimate or not. They're missing all of this evidence, and think of it, Montana. You know, a lot of, of mail-in ballots. Wherever you have the mail-in ballots, by the way, do you see the fraudulent votes in New York City for the congressional race? I actually think that the woman Democrat lost, okay? But they were weeks and weeks. They couldn't figure it out. They were all gone. I could figure it out. But those mail-in ballots are treacherous, the way they can manipulate them, get rid of them, lose them. Affidavits from hundreds and hundreds of poll workers and poll watchers and witnesses across the country were signed under penalty of perjury, but they were silenced and never, ever heard in court because many of our judges were gutless. And our Supreme Court, I must say, I am ashamed of our Supreme Court. I'm ashamed. They were not allowed to be seen or be used. And I won 18 out of 19 bellwether counties. When that happens, you win. When that happens, you win. If you win Ohio and if you win Florida, you win. If you win Ohio and you win Florida and you win Iowa, and all by big numbers, big, big win in Florida, all by big numbers. When that happens, nobody's ever lost. Nobody's ever lost. This was the scam of the century, and this was the crime of the century. We swung the previously Democrat star county on the border of Texas, gained a half million votes in Los Angeles County, and doubled my vote total in a place called the Bronx, because we did great with Hispanics, and we did great with the African-American community. But it didn't matter that much. Vote counting is an amazing thing. And yet we're told Joe Biden, who couldn't fill 12 circles in a high school gym, got 81 million votes. You know, the 75 is the largest vote 
in the history of our country for a sitting president, right? No president has ever gotten anywhere even close to that number. One poll manager who worked in Fulton County, Georgia for two decades said that she witnessed thousands and thousands of counterfeit ballots for Joe Biden with identical photocopied markings. They were all identical. They were all done identically. How does that happen? She was pressured to drop her claim, and then she was fired very, very viciously. Instead of hearing evidence from election fraud experts, rhinos in Michigan are calling for sham investigations to shut down. Shut it down immediately, say these rhino Republicans. Shut it down immediately, even though Detroit is perhaps the single most corrupt election area in the United States. You heard what happened there. The number of votes and the number of voters. And these guys say, shut it down. Somebody's going to have to say, why do they want it shut down? 55% of voters support election audits. And again, I want to thank the brave Republican senators in the state of Arizona for what they're doing. Because they saw what was happening, and I have nothing to do. What, what's going to happen is they are going to issue a report at some time in the not-too-distant future, and it'll be very interesting to see. But that's them doing it. This is the Senate, State Senate of Arizona. Let's see how that comes out. But I guess it's going to be coming out very, very soon. And a lot of states have gone to watch them, and they've come away with praise, real praise. So let's see how that turns out. Arizona, it's a big deal. And a lot of things are happening now in the state of Georgia with all of the cancellation and all of the things that they're doing and all of the votes that they're taking out of the system and all of the dead people that they're finding. These are dead people. Some of the dead people requested an application and then voted. Even 30% of Democrats think there was cheating in the election. And 78% of the Republicans think there was major, major cheating. Think of that. How do you have a government? You got to solve this problem because you can't have a country. You know, I say you need borders. Can't have a country without borders. Well, you can't have a country that's not going to have elections that are real and free. And people have to know that they're real and free. Otherwise, you don't have a country. You don't have a country. Our government spent four years and $48 million on a fabricated witch hunt about Russia, Russia, Russia. Hillary Clinton's the one that paid for it. You believe it? She paid for it. Her and, and the DNC. Think of the DNC. They paid for it. After years, they learned. How about this? Four years went on from the day I came down the escalator with our great former First Lady. From the day I came down. And at the end, they said, no collusion. A friend of mine called up, said, you have to be the most honest person in history. They spent $48 million. They had 18 angry Democrats, really angry Democrats, and they got nothing. Pretty amazing, right? I have friends that say they couldn't have done that. But now, if you question an election and you fight for the Constitution, like the greatest mayor in the history of the city of New York, Rudy Giuliani, they cancel your law license. Radical left-wing Democrats, they cancel your law license. And the FBI agents go and raid your home like they did to Rudy Giuliani. Think of it. He was the greatest mayor 
in the history of the city. He took a city that was almost as bad as it is now with crime, and he solved the problem, and he made it a hot, great place. And this is the way they treat him. It's a very, very sad and very, very dangerous time for our country. This corrupt establishment is censoring, blacklisting, and persecuting people who call them out on their flagrant lies and deceit, like the results of the election. People are getting called out for question, but they don't, again, they don't question people with Hillary, and they don't question many other people that falsely claim, because I say that's real falsely claim. She couldn't even get back in the big, and we have big back in. We have a big, big group of people, and good people, patriotic people. The biggest tragedy of all is millions of Americans have lost confidence in their vote. We can't let that happen. And that's why I say you have to know what took place in 2020 before you can vote in 2022 or 2024. You have to know. You know, I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of friends, great people, and patriots, and they love me and everything is good. They say, President, don't look back, look forward. You're leading in every poll. You're going to win the election so big in 24. Don't look back. And you know what I say? You have to look back. You have to look back. We won the election in 2020. Who the hell knows what's going to be in 2024? We won't even have a country left. We're not going to have a country left. And if we don't figure it out, we're not going to be in a position to win in 2022 or 2024. We'll never stop fighting for the true results of this election, and it's moving along rapidly, whether it's Democrats or rhinos who stand in our way. And you know, in many cases, the rhinos are worse than the Democrats. They think they can run our country like a dictatorship, but the American people are very smart, courageous, and unafraid, and we will not let that happen. We can't. We can't. Remember, I'm not the one trying to undermine American democracy. I'm the one that's trying to save American democracy. Good. Republicans across the country are uniting around a plan to fully secure every future election with voter ID. Now, all of a sudden, the Democrats, they fought it for years. Now it's a 90% issue in the polls. And the Democrats, well, we always like voter ID. Do you believe this one? They always liked voter ID for the first time. Universal signature verification, citizenship confirmation, chain of custody integrity controls, updated voter rolls, which are just terrible. What's, it's just terrible, the voter rolls. Illegal aliens allowed to vote, strong protection of poll watchers. In Philadelphia, in Detroit, they literally harassed innocent Republican poll watchers the hell out of a building. For days and days and days, as this election went on, it was a terrible thing they did. Illegal drop boxes and restoring the time-honored tradition of in-person voting on Election Day. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? They used COVID in order to cheat. They used COVID in order to rig the election and in order to steal the election. They used COVID. That's as simple as it gets. 
With the help of everyone here tonight and patriots all across the country, we will do all that we are supposed to be doing and much more when we win giant Republican majorities next year. Also with us tonight, by the way, are some of the great people running for the Senate. Mike Gibbons. Mike, thank you very much, Mike. Jane Timken, great, great job at the Republican Party. Jane, where is Jane? Jane, thank you, Jane, great job. Bernie Marino. Bernie, thank you very much. Thank you, Bernie. And Mrs. Marino, thank you very much. And Josh Mandel. Thank you, Josh. Hey, do you want to take a poll? Ready? Who likes Jane Timken? Who likes Josh Mandel? What about Gibbons? Who likes Gibbons? I think we'll get out of this poll stuff, huh? We'll get out. We'll get out. But uh, they're great people. They're working hard. I do love those polls, though. Those polls usually turn out to be very accurate. And you know, you have a guy running, Tim Ryan. He's a disaster. He's a stiff. He's a total stiff between him and his uh, counterpart with the, you know, with the lover from China. They've got a Chinese lover who happens to be a spy, right? Eric Swalwell. How about Swalwell? Is he the worst between him? Think of it. Shifty shift. These people. They walk out. We will take strong action against President Trump for his relationships with Russia. I'm saying, the hell do I have to do with Russia? I'm trying to figure it out. These people are really dishonest people. Tim Ryan is a disaster. He's a guy who failed Ohio and his district. He couldn't even get the vote that he needed in his own district in the last election. He's laughed at all over Washington. He's disrespected in Washington. He talks about workers all the time. He's talking about workers, but he does nothing for the worker. It was all of the things that I did, my trade deals, my tariffs, my energy policies, my reduced taxes and regulations and everything else. That's what happened to our workers in this country. And that's why we came up with numbers, the likes of which we had 160 million people working. There's never been anything like it. In 2020, I became the first Republican since Ronald Reagan to win a place called Lorraine County. Has anyone ever heard of it? Has anyone ever heard of it? Next year, the Republican red wave is going to begin right here with the Republican Congress. We will fight for more jobs for Ohio families fair trade for Ohio workers and more Ohio factories, forging more products stamped with that beautiful, beautiful phrase, made in the USA. Made in the USA. We will stand up to China, make them pay trillions in reparations and ensure that America, not China, dominates the future. We will defend American sovereignty. We will secure America's borders. And we will end illegal immigration, that dangerous, horrible term, once and for all.
We will break up big tech monopolies, reject left-wing cancel culture, and we will restore the right to free speech in America. We will protect innocent life. We will defend our Constitution, and we will proudly uphold Judeo-Christian values and principles of our nation's founding. We will care for our veterans, continue to strengthen our military, and give our police officers, Border Patrol, ICE, and law enforcement of all kinds 100% support. There will be no defunding. We will restore patriotic education to our schools, and we will teach our children to love their country, honor our history, and always respect our great American flag. No matter how powerful the sinister forces, we are up against may seem, and they do look powerful, and they get more powerful as we get weak. And we got weak over the last five months. Very, very pathetic and very, very weak. We must never forget this country does not belong to them. It belongs to you, the American people. This is your home. This nation is your heritage. And our magnificent American liberty is your God-given right. The people of this land will not be ruled and talked down to by corrupt politicians, petty tyrants, left-wing bullies, or socialist bureaucrats in a place called Washington, D.C. It's not going to happen. Our ancestors are the people that crossed an ocean for the right to live and pray and speak as they saw fit. They are the people who risked everything. They risked everything. Think of what. You're here and you're generally happy, not necessarily 100% because of what took place. But they are the people who risked their lives to boldly declare their independence and then defeated the most powerful military on Earth to win their freedom. Brave, incredible, brilliant people. And our ancestors are the people who tamed the great wilderness, settled a vast continent, laid down the railroads, raised up the skyscrapers, and poured out their blood, sweat, and tears to build this country into the greatest nation in the history of the world. And we're not going to let it go. We will respect our heroes like George Washington and Abraham Lincoln and Thomas Jefferson. They will not be taken from us. America is still the nation that conquered the Wild West, that vanquished the murderous dictators, that ended the evil empires, and that sent a brave young man from Ohio to a plant. Think of it. Sent, you know who the man I'm talking about is? Who am I talking about? Do you know who it is? The stars and stripes on the face of the moon. Do you know who the man is, right? Do you know? Huh? Do you know? You know who it is. 
There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is nothing that we cannot do. There is absolutely nothing we cannot match. There is no challenge that you will let us down. You will never let us down. The people of Ohio will never let us down. The people of our country will never let us down. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield. We will never give in. We will never give up. We will never back down. We will never, ever surrender. My fellow Americans, our movement is far from over. In fact, our fight has only just begun. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. So with American pride swelling in our hearts and American courage stirring in our souls, I say these words to you tonight. We will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you, Ohio. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, there you had it. Donald J. Trump delivering what we all expected from a uh, Trump rally, and that's inspiring a nation and inspiring hope to what's to come. Magnificent and myself joining you on this post-wrap here. And this is pretty much, Mike, what we expected from the president. He did talk a lot about the election, a lot about what happened in 2020, spoke a lot about what the Biden administration has done, despite saying they wouldn't do. And I think he did an excellent job on really promising that we're going to get past all of these setbacks we've had in the election and what we've seen as a country, and we're going to move forward. It's so inspirational whenever he speaks, you know. Uh, th this is what people needed to hear. Personally, I felt like I needed to hear this because he, you know, I didn't want to relive what happened in November, but the inspiration that he provides with his speeches actually gives us the courage to continue fighting. You know, America's worth fighting for, and we have somebody who's going to retake the White House who will fight for us. And he did mention Mike Lindell doing his speech, and of course Mike Lindell was at our interview point here before he came on stage. And what a patriot Mike Lindell is, and that leads me in to a very, we are absolutely urging you right now to go to MyPillow.com because Mike, you and I both know those proceeds come back to help this network. Absolutely, and not just MyPillow.com, MyStore.com, 4th of July is coming up. Show your patriotism and get a an American flag, a hat, a t-shirt, any of his products with the promo code RSBN, 66% off, up to 66% off. Yeah, so we're talking about the towels, the Giza sheets, the dog beds. It's never too late to get started on your holiday shopping. So if you want to support what you heard today, if you want to support patriotism, if you want to support RSBN, 
I encourage you, please go to the website, mypillow.com, and shop away. And don't forget that promo code RSBN because you will save up to 66% off your order. And you're helping that gentleman, Mike Lindell, get past all that's been coming his way. Let me tell you something. He defines cancel culture. Absolutely, yeah. His products have been pulled from store shelves at Kohl's and Bed Bath & Beyond, but he persevered because he has his own infrastructure, similar to Right Side Broadcasting. We have our own infrastructure now. You need to download the app, whether you're on Android or Apple, download the RSBN app, and you will not miss a Trump rally uninterrupted. Uh, we will not cut away from it. YouTube might pull it down, but we are going to persevere because we build our own infrastructure. That's what Americans do. We find a way to persevere. Yeah, as you can see, a lot of people are dancing. They're excited. Trump is back as far as the rallies go. I do want to make a programming note just real quickly. You might have noticed a little technical issues. We would dip in black, so to say, in the industry uh, several times during this broadcast. We had a power uh, situation here. We had a network situation here. Completely, a lot of stuff is out of our hands, and we're just simply doing the best with what we have. I can encourage you, though, to follow us. We're not going anywhere. Our signal's not dropping out anytime soon. Uh, we will be on next week on Wednesday. We'll be down at the border in Texas with President Trump talking about the border issues there. And we will be in Florida on July 3rd. And that's in your backyard, Mike, in Sarasota, Florida, which should be another fantastic Trump. Yeah, I can't wait. You know, that's my stomping grounds right there. Florida. There's going to be a giant fireworks show, from what I understand, after the rally. I have a feeling it's going to be beautiful. And I know so many patriots in Florida, like my man Paint the Trump, they're all going to show up. It's going to be a tremendous time. Looking forward to it. So I just want to say, if we had some technical issues, don't let that discourage you for future broadcasts. We just had, we're in the middle of nowhere, basically. So we had between our satellite uh, having some issues and our, and our cables that are running course the ground here. You know, people are stepping on cables. It happens. We're in the middle of a field, Mike. There's really not much we can do about it. Nah, there's not much we can do about it, you know. We're just rolling with the punches here. That's all we can really do. And uh, we want to thank all of you for supporting us here at Right Side Broadcasting. And for being patient through all of this because we know it's difficult when you're watching something dips in black. But whatever. Thanks for hanging there with us. And as always, go to our website, rsbnetwork.com. We got a lot going on. We got this new app, Mike that people can download on their iPhone, their Android, and then watch us really anytime past uh, Trump speeches. We have all that stuff loaded on there. We have new programs loaded on there. So I don't know about you, Mike, but if you don't have RSBN on your phone, you need gotta get, it, gotta get it quick. Absolutely, I don't know what you're doing with your life if you have not downloaded that app. You need to download that app. You know, we're gonna stay on these legacy social media platforms, but we've migrated, we've since grown, you know? The way YouTube treated us was a blessing in disguise. You know, the way they treated us was a blessing in disguise because it forced us to, to adapt and evolve in this weird time that we're in right now. So, you know, download the app, whether you have Android or Apple, if you have Roku, download it, and check out the shows. We have Laura Trump as a show, Joe Cozo, uh, Father Frank does a prayer for America, a lot of great content, and we're just getting started. We are just getting started, and as I said before, you can always go to MyPillow.com. If you like what you've seen today and you like the excitement, you can contribute to what, what we're doing here and take on some great uh, merchandise from MyPillow.com, and as always, you can go to our website as well, RSBNetwork.com, RSBNetwork.com. You'll get all the information on our network, but let's just step aside as we say goodbye from Ohio, Wellington, Ohio, 
Until next time, goodbye. God bless. We'll see you next week from the border. Good night, everybody.